Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Hala Hala podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. We at the Hala Hala podcast acknowledge that our creative project spans these areas and territories and are grateful for the traditional knowledge keepers and elders who are with us today, those who have gone before us and the youth that inspires us. We recognize the land and benefits it provides all of us as an act of reconciliation, as recommended by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 94 Calls to Action and Gratitude to those whose territory we reside on, work on, or are visiting. I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg people. And I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. Now, welcome to our taste test episode (laughs) where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of the Taste Test of Season 6, Jesse samples Star Wars, Thrawn, the first book of the Thrawn trilogy novels. Yeah. Bit of a time sister, I know. Now ah. that you've made me dive into Ahsoka, I'm like, I know that name. I know yes, that yes, yes, yes. Blue skin, black, blue hair. That's it. Ooh. Piercing red eyes. Yes, Ooh. yes, yes. Let's get right into it, my friend. Okay. What did it taste like? Oh, it it wasn't hard to actually come up with the metaphor here in terms of what did the first book of the trilogy with regards to Thrawn taste like. It tasted like Chianti. And for any of our listeners that don't know what Chianti is, it is an Italian red wine from Tuscany with a varietal of grapes. And it has hints of sour cherries, espresso, and vinegar or a balsamic-like reduction, oregano and tobacco. And in fact, when I was growing up in Mid-Scarborough, we were next to Homeland Market, which I still believe is there, which is an Italian market. And I remember they would always have Chianti opened and you can kind of smell it wafting in the background as they were preparing foods and stuff like that. And I just remember all of the layered smells and notes that I was just talking about. So I would say the same can be said of Star Wars Thrawn. Star Wars Thrawn, for those of our listeners that don't know, is a character that a Appears in Ahsoka, as Siggy mm-hmm. had said in our main episode, and right now, but he had also first appeared in Star Wars Rebel. And uh-huh. yes, in season three, actually. And Star Wars Thrawn has now become canon versus legend. So for those okay. of our listeners that don't know, there was this hard choice that Disney had to make where it had to decide this is canon and this is legend. And at the end of the day, they chose this one point that basically eliminated Thrawn. Well, with Thrawn being introduced in Star Wars Rebel and then seeing him in Ahsoka, having this trilogy actually expands, if you will, the knowledge on Thrawn himself. And this novel that I read for this taste test tells the origin story and what I would call a meteoric rise of Thrawn becoming eventually Grand Admiral Thrawn. And so... Again, Chianti (laughs) has lots of deep and dark layers with respect to strategy, Mm -hmm. mystery. It has the cloak and dagger story and a lot of political intrigue. So it was very fun, very, very fun to read throughout. It was quite the page turner for me, at least, especially if you're a big fan of Grand (laughs) Admiral Thrawn. All right, uh, Chianti now, was it worth all those calories? Yeah, I would say so, but you would have to sip it, right? Just like a good Chianti bottle. Now, as I had said, 
Star Wars and Disney had to make a hard decision when Disney started to take over and wanted to put out new stuff. And as I had said before, Thrawn did not make the original canon. And he was actually a fan favorite back in the 1990s. And the reason why was because the same author, Timothy Zahn, who also wrote this trilogy, wrote the original trilogy on Thrawn that eventually ended up becoming legend instead of canon. And that was known as the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Oh, Thrawn, interestingly enough, the reason why he was a fan favorite, and I'm so glad to say that in this book, you see the same thing kind of come out. He was really meticulous and uncalculatingly calm tactician and strategist. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was a bit sad to know that he wasn't going to be canon until Star Wars Rebel came out. And I was like, he's become canon. (laughs) And so his reintroduction, you know, again, through Star Wars Rebel and then now through Ahsoka. And I'm sure you saw that. He was just kind of like that quiet... There was such Power. a buildup, and then just for him to come in, I love that. Like, there's this foreshadowing. Okay, we're trying to get to him, but when you came in, I'm like, it's funny how you can wield a lot of power or be very foreboding. Yeah, with being very quiet. He was very quiet, and again, yeah. really uncalculating, being calm at strategizing and being a tactical leader in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, and. Anything that you've read on Thrawn has always been about that. He's like a master strategist. Now, I have to just say for a second, when we (laughs) meet him in Ahsoka, it's so funny to see him with a dad bod because (laughs) he looks commanding, you know, in Star Wars Rebel. He looks Uh, tall and intimidating. And he's still that in Ahsoka, but he has a bit of a dad bod, which is actually kind well, of like he's been away from the universe for like a couple passed. of decades. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Time has passed. Ahsoka has aged and he's gotten a bit of a dad bod, but his mind is still clear. So for me, what makes the calories <laughs> worth it is hearing Thrawn's strategic thoughts and hearing how he strategizes and figures out tactically what he needs to do. So. What was really cool, at least in reading, was how Mm -hmm. you hear him analyzing people's body language and inferring what you can, what he thought people's motives were. And then he would try out these gambits. And then, of course, he'd be successful and then get promoted again, which is why he had this kind of meteoric rise through the ranks in the Imperial Navy and, and shipyards. For me, it was fantastic to see him uh, as I was reading through this particular novel, how he got through the ranks really quickly mm-hmm. and how he would just end up annoying other people that were above him because he outwitted them, which eventually he becomes the emperor's favored tactician and strategist mm-hmm. and then is one of the only people to bear that white coat and be, again, the grand admiral for the empire. Rise the to emperor. power. Yeah, rise to power for sure. Oof. Yeah. All right. Now, what does it remind you of in the pop culture buffet? Mm. Three things. House of Cards, <laughs> Star Wars, Andor, and Hannibal Rising. So the reason why I, I, I want to hear Hannibal, this. this yeah. is great. Go, well, Go, the Kuya. reason why Go I thought about Hannibal Rising is this is because just as much as Hannibal is a favored villain, mm-hmm. I would say Thrawn is a favored villain too. And it's always interesting to hear the origin story. So it's fun to actually hear his origin story as he rises through the rank in the empire. So mm-hmm. both Hannibal rising and I would say book one of the Thrawn trilogy that's canon, both ask the question if villains are born this way or are made. Now, interestingly enough, I think Hannibal rising says that villains are made while star Wars Thrawn 
sees it otherwise. And so he is just pure, self-interested bad guy and villain <laughs> is Thrawn. Now, the reason why I say Star Wars Andor is this because Star Wars Andor chronicles the political intrigue on the capital planet of Coruscant, which yes. is where some of the scenes take place. And it gives us more details about this world. And I have to say, I'm mm-hmm. really fascinated by this world. Like all the Star Wars properties out there kind of have you have glimpses of Coruscant, but it's right. only Star Wars Andor and this novel, book one of the Thrawn trilogy that's canon, really gives us a little bit more into what life is like on the capital planet. And let me tell you, it sounds cutthroat to be on the capital planet. You know, is it like Hunger Games like? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it is kind of like Hunger. Like number yeah. one, capital. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. another great analogy, too. And so that's why it kind of reminded me of Star Wars Andor because we do spend some time on Coruscant. Okay. Fun to see all of that. Now, as we're on Coruscant, it also reminds me of House of Cards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because there's a, a political intrigue and thriller that's going on with especially a particular character who eventually becomes an ally to Thrawn. And we know soon enough to be the future Governor Price, who we meet on Star Wars Rebel. So those are the three shows or properties or cultural that properties that remind yeah. me of Thrawn, the book one of this particular trilogy. Well, like, what further did you appreciate? I love the way that you've colored everything because I'm so intrigued and there's so many layers. What else stuck the out for The most you? thing that I appreciated the most was really the interior dialogue of Thrawn. Like, just hearing him think through the strategy. Yeah. In some ways, it was kind of like hearing Machiavelli plot out stuff. And just hearing how, what he was observing, what he was looking at, the negative inferences that he was making, the positive inferences that he was making, and then coming up with a strategy. And he never seemed flustered. And in fact, sometimes if it looked like he was losing, he wanted to lose so that he could have a bigger gain down the road. So fascinating. The other thing that I appreciated was that I felt that there were all these little details that were being dropped in this book. And to me, it was like linking us up to Star Wars Rebels and Ahsoka. And I just Mm -hmm. thought, wow, like people at the Lucasfilm Ranch and the Skywalker Ranch are really plotting out continuity between all these different Uh, stories and stuff like that. So I really appreciated that because if you've been following it, you'd be if you will, reward it by following it really closely. So that's another thing that I appreciate about it. I mean, it's a universe, right? Yes, it totally is. You have to be people that are part of that universe and understand it. And consistent and continuity is important or the fanboys and fangirls and the geeks out there will let you know about it, right? So appreciate that through and through. I just love these comments and whoever's listening, you totally know that Chez is into this. Totally. (laughs) <laughs> and the heart is there. So you're like, I respect this. I respect yes. the breadcrumbs. I respect love these it. precise details. I love it. Now, would you sample it again? Mm, very much so. Now, mm. the dark cloak and dagger aspect of this novel uh-huh. and subsequent novels makes me really want to read this during the winter break. It's one of those nice. things where it's like, it, it's after the holiday rush, Boxing Day is over, and then there's that little lull period little before break. Yeah. to the new year. Well, I feel like I would read it again during that spot in the calendar. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to maybe reading this into the December winter break. I can see you cozy up. Yeah, totally. Michael reading a book, you in a blanket. I'm like, I'm going to have cocoa. I'm going to like cozy up to this book. I see it in my head right now. Totally, totally. I love it. Now, finally, to whom would you recommend mm, this book? Beginning yeah. of a trilogy, yes. The beginning of the trilogy. Anyone yeah. that loves Star Wars Rebel, anyone that loves Andor, in some ways... 
if you loved how Thrawn was a villain in these two, you would really appreciate his origin story. Again, such an interesting primer on what we will eventually see in these two other series. And I like the continuing glimpse of life on Coruscant. So if you liked Andor for that, then that's a good pickup in terms of that life. Well, I raised you a glass of Chianti on this. Mm, yes, Deeply yes, yes. Deeply layered. Tip, six, I love tip. it. And nothing about Cloak and, as you say Cloak and Dagger. You know, Cloak and Dagger. I think it's great. Folks, pick up the book. Tell us what you think about this Thrawn at large email us at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com we love mail and we want to know mm. if any of you guys are just as geeky as Jesse loving the Star Wars I'm universe. sure there are some geeks out there and there are many and it's all <laughs> proud to be geeks now yes. the Hollow Hollow Podcast is available wherever you get podcasts rate us subscribe tell your friends about us leave a review and we're on Instagram at hollowhollowpopculture finally we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian Our musical theme is by Cheltering, and we'll see all of you again real soon. See you guys soon.